0: Right, glad you're with us 126 days until you the American people you become the ultimate jury and we've got the best election coverage available on your radio dial it's been what 89 days and and Joe is out there um, how do I best describe this press conference today well number one I, I still have a lot of questions for Joe that the mob and the media guess they didn't bother or think of asking, but there's plenty of them that they should have been asking. They're not asking. They probably will never ask, but th- that is who they are. Um, but but there's a certain feel that I've never seen before. And I didn't know this until last night. I think it was Ari Fleischer. Might have been Matt Schlapp. Not sure. Don't remember. Maybe I'm having a Joe Biden moment. But one of them said that if Joe Biden's elected, he will be older than Ronald Reagan was when Reagan left office. Remember, Democrats, the mob, the media. Then they weren't as bad as they are now. I can tell you that. I mean, that people like you know David Brinkley and Tim Russert—they uh, have certainly probably leaned left, but they—they—they were—they were real journalists. Actually, they were real people, and they really—they had a respect for the office. Anyway, they might not like Trump. I guess a lot of people, maybe some people don't like Trump's style. I think Trump answers that question pretty well. If I don't fight, who's going to fight? I won't be here. With, you know, one phony Russia collusion story, one phony Ukrainian collusion story, impeachment hoax. You know, nobody talks about a successful record. You know, the mob and the media. We can now compare and contrast. I'll do this on TV tonight. You know, how the media treats Donald Trump and how they treated uh, quid pro quo Joe the weak, uh, forgetful one, the invisible ghost of a candidate. But there's this feeling, Linda, did you get this feeling? It's, it's like he's hanging by a thread. Oh, yeah. And it's like everybody's like on the edge of their seat on his team. Oh, come on, Joe. Just a little longer. Just Okay, that's long enough. He kept saying over and over again. Uh, uh, if I stay out here, uh, um, uh, a lot of uh, 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 us and a lot of digressions in this thing. We're, we're going to put it all together because it just ended a short time ago. And then a couple of odd things happened as well. You know, one was I was kind of surprised that he's like, I know I'm supposed to go to the AP. Let's go to so-and-so from the AP. I know, I'm, where is NBC's, but you're in the room. I know you're in the room somewhere. Let's go to that. Um, who am I supposed to go to next, he actually said. I mean, you know... I don't know, after the Russia collusion hoax and the mob and the media, they've never they've never retracted. They've never apologized. um, They've never corrected the record about their lies, their smears, their slander, their besmirchment, uh, their conspiracy theories, their hoax, their hatred of all things. Trump, you know, we watch this in. In the election of Barack Obama that, you know, we were kind of out there alone, this little island doing the vetting of Obama and Ayers and Dorn and Wright and Acorn and Alinsky and Frank Marshall Davis and the Chum Gang and white folks greed runs a world in need. Black liberation theology, the Church of GD America, America's chickens coming home to roost. Um, the mob in the media, He only got one question about Ayers and Dorn. So we know the biggest contributor to Joe Biden, this election cycle is going to be the mob and the media. Uh, He got one interesting question and it happened to come from Fox news uh, about, has he been tested? Not for Corona. Although that question did come in too. He's not been tested. He said everyone around him gets tested, which is not a bad idea. I think that if you're running for president, you need to, you need to have the people around you tested. That's I'm fine with that. Um, And by the way, that happens to everyone that goes into the White House. I think that's the way it should be. I think it should also be for presidential candidates. I don't have a problem with his two body men, as Terry McAuliffe uh, call him, in his basement bunker every day either. We need to protect presidential candidates. Uh, I wish we the people had the same protection as some Hollywood liberals and, you know, those that are in politics like in Minneapolis, you have those council members spending 63,000 taxpayer dollars in 3 weeks because they want to defund the police. They use the money to hire their own private security. Um but anyway, then you get the question about his cognitive abilities and it's a
1: weird answer. Listen. Last question real quick. Some have speculated, sir, that, that, you, that you are subject to some degree of cognitive decline. I'm 65. I don't have word recollection that I used to have. I forget my train of thought from time to time. You got 12 years on me, sir. Are, have you been tested for some degree of cognitive decline?
2: I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Look. All I got to do is constantly test. test stop right there. Hang on. Wait. Stop. Stop. Who gets constantly
0: tested? For cognitive abilities. Linda, have you ever been tested for cognitive abilities? Not I've never yet. been tested. I mean, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we have how many balls in the air during, for example, this show, you know, you got this happening, you got this happening, you're producing this, that, that, this, and that. I got five computer screens in front of me. Well, not five right, right now, uh, but I usually have five. And all these TV stations, I'm watching the news with the, of course, you know, just in case there's breaking news, we want to cover it first. Um, And so we're balanced, you know, we're balancing a lot. I have more papers in front of me, as Rush always would call it, the stack of stuff. He's right. I have my own stack of stuff. Every radio host has their stack of stuff. And it's information. Unfortunately, you never get to ninety percent of it, but you want to be able to talk about it if some caller or somebody brings it up, or it just becomes more important as the show evolves uh, on any given day. Who gets tested constantly for cognitive abilities? I've never heard of that. Do you
3: think? Do you think he even heard the question? I I honestly, I got
0: the sense he was talking about coronavirus, but then he went back. But then he went back to, "I'll compare it to Trump's cognitive abilities." Let's play the whole thing.
1: Last question real quick, some have speculated sir, that, that, you, that you are subject to some degree of cognitive decline. I'm 65, I don't have word recollection that I used to have, I forget my train of thought from time to time. You got 12 years on me, sir. Are, have you been tested for some degree of cognitive decline?
2: I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Look, all you all got to do is watch me and I can hardly wait to compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man I'm running against.
0: Okay, we have been watching, Joe, as you've been hiding in your basement bunker. And it's scary. The press conference, if I had to sum it up, is scary. It's like you just know it's coming. Now he says he's going to do more press conferences. The mob's not going to demand that of him. Um, and that was about, he got one question about monuments, he, you know, the questions were, were basic, uh, Leo Terrell, uh, who's going to join us later, later, what did he call him uh, t- to you on the phone today, he called them lollipop questions or something, what did you say to me? I think yeah, he said he's, I was
3: talking to him, you know, getting ready for today's Talking show. to
0: him, yeah, yeah.
3: First Lee, so of all, I, I love Leo. I mean, he just cracks me Leo
0: up. Leo 2.0. Now, Leo in I'm the old days- I'm not even going
3: to call it 2.0 because you know what? We're all people. We're all humans. We get to evolve. We do. Everyone gets to grow and learn and realize the faults of their past and change their opinion. That's okay with me. It is. So he's just Leo. And social
0: mores and values change. Yeah, and you start you know, By the way, that's all part of becoming a more yeah, perfect union, isn't exactly. it?
3: Exactly. We're growing up. You know, all these people that are sitting down there and occupied, they don't obviously they don't pay taxes yet. Obviously, they're not working. They're just sitting around and they can't go to the bars because they're not open. So we're going to sit in a park all day and talk about, you know, how how hard our life is. You know, give me a break. Anyways, Leo and I were talking about it. And yes, that was the phrase he used, lollipop.
0: (laughs) A lollipop. All right. So we'll get to that later when he joins us. But did he get asked, OK, between you, Schumer and Pelosi, we got 125 years worth of failure. What did you do to combat systemic racism, While you were vice president for eight years, Joe, Uh, why, Joe, didn't you and Barack, they barely mentioned Chicago. That's Barack's hometown. That's all the violence. I was scrolling the names going back to uh, 2009 when he became vice president. They didn't do a thing. They didn't do a thing as it relates to police reform and chokeholds and more training. Donald Trump did all of that Um, as it relates to, you know, Uh, His past about segregation, Uh, his comments about a racial jungle, Uh, his comments on predators on our streets. Uh, Why didn't Joe and Barack pass criminal justice reform when they had eight years? Why didn't they pass police reforms after Ferguson, Baltimore and all these other incidents? Uh, Why is it that they didn't commit more money for the longest period of time for historically black colleges? Why didn't they pass opportunity zones? What about his record, economic record of failure which is what 13 more million more Americans food stamps, 8 million more poverty, you know my riff. I talked about it all throughout 2016. Why did it take Donald Trump to create record after record after record after record low unemployment for African Americans and every demographic group in the in the country? Why didn't they negotiate better trade deals with China? What about his son's deal with the Bank of China? What about the the what four hundred trips that Hunter took? What other countries might he have deals with? Uh, do you have? Did he have any experience that you know of that would qualify him to get a you know a deal with the Bank of China of one point five billion dollars? And what about Burisma, Joe? And what about your quid pro quo, Joe? And what about zero experience, Hunter, Joe? You know, and and for example. Uh, your support of Robert KKK Bird, your praise of Robert KKK Bird. You know, do you stand by your your crime bill comments? Do you stand by your your other comments? Predators on the streets, as I said. I mean, there's a lot of com a lot of things he's got to answer here. Why would you end fracking in Pennsylvania, Joe? And you know what? How would African Americans feel given your statements? Your record on segregation and busing. You know, what about the Russell office uh, building? What what about all the monuments to Robert Byrd, the former Klansman who you praised? Why did you praise the former Klansman? Uh, why, for example, Nancy Pelosi's father put up, you know, what was it? I guess Robert E. Lee and other statues in, in Baltimore when he was the mayor of Baltimore. Uh, should you take down that monument? These are simple questions. Uh, Did uh, Donald Trump do the right thing? Why? Why were you against the travel ban 10 days after the first identified case after Corona? How much of AOC's Green New Deal? You said you'd support a Green New Deal. Do you support is Obamacare? Was Obamacare? Did it live up to its promises of keep your doctor, keep your plan and save money? The average family saving a what? Uh, on average, twenty five hundred dollars per year per family. Well, we're paying about two hundred percent more. Millions lost their doctors. Millions lost their plan. And every American is now paying about two hundred percent more. And uh, about 40 percent of the population in America now has only one, just one Obamacare exchange option. Not two. One. Uh, why would you double down on stupidity, Joe? Why do you want open borders, Joe? Why are you going to reward those that didn't respect our borders, laws, and sovereignty with, uh, oh, let's see. Yeah, oh, that's right. It would be called citizenship. Why are you supporting sanctuary cities and states? Why do you want to eliminate fossil fuels? What do you think would happen to the economy? Do you regret the $150 billion in cash and other currency that you gave to uh, the mullahs in Iran that chant death to America? By the way, this is all off the top of my head. I'm just, you know, that's that's my quick short list, you know, coming to me extemporaneously because I haven't had my most more recent cognitive test because I'm not tested cognitively all the time. Joe, unbelievable, unbelievable. But you can just feel it. It's there and everybody knows it. All right as we roll along, Sean Hannity's show, Best Election Coverage, 126 days, and we got a lot of ums and ahs and Joe Biden mess here. You know, it is um, it is amazing. I just watched this, and I'm just sitting there saying, you know, you really can't make it up. It's sort of like the question, what was the question Barack Obama got? Um, do, do, do you Jeff like, Zeleny,
3: that's, what enchanted you?
0: Yes. What, I'm sorry. What? what? Yeah. What enchanted, what has enchanted you? you? We oh, actually we actually talked about
3: that. We just play it, Jay. Will you?
4: During <laughs> these first 100 days, what has surprised you the most about this office? Enchanted you the most about serving in this office? Humbled you the most? And troubled you the most? Now, let me write this down.
5: <laughs> surprised. Yeah, I've got, uh, troubled. I've got. Uh, what, what was the first one? Surprised. Surprised. Troubled. Troubled. Enchanted. Enchanted. Nice. And humbled. <laughs> And what was the last one? Humble? Humble. Thank you, sir.
0: Yeah, that's a really tough question. That, I guess, you know, Leo's probably right. Those are the lollipop questions. here, because this is cotton candy. Let me, let me just tee this up for you. Um, he's not going to do a lot of them. I, I, I always am suspicious of all things Democrats. Look, I, I, for example, I can come on the air today and tell you, well, there's a poll out today that shows Donald Trump's up and winning in Wisconsin. I can tell you that uh, the pandemic uh, is herded, hurt, rightly so. Governor Wolf, just like it's finally kicked in in New York. And Andrew Cuomo, you know, is at 87%. We didn't know that he was sending COVID-19 patients, just like Murphy in New Jersey, Wolf in Pennsylvania, Whitmer, the you know, the, the cluelessness of all of them into, you know, nursing homes and long-term care facilities. I can come on and tell you that, There's probably, likely, I believe, strongly, going to be a lot of information about deep state shenanigans that go right into Joe Biden's world, and the economy is going to come back and more and more. But we won't. We'll have to wait, won't we?
6: The
2: scale, the scale of the loss is staggering. I don't know whose phone that is, but the scale of the loss is staggering. It's it's been two months since Congress gave him that money. Introduce me. Yes. Hey, good evening. Thanks so much for tuning in. Look, tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go. You know the you know the thing. My name is Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over if you like to see. Help out. Do you agree with me? to joe 30330. we choose truth over facts play the radio make sure the television the, excuse me make sure you have the record player on at night the, the, the phone make sure the kids hear words poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids donald trump does pose an excellent strength to this the it's not hypothetical why in God's name should someone who's clipping coupons in the stock market make, in fact, pay a lower tax rate than someone who, in fact, is, uh, like I said, a, a school teacher and a firefighter? Two days ago. Actually, not two days ago, Saturday. It seems like two days ago. You know, we're about to launch a uh, six day. Uh Sometimes I wake up and I think it's 1920 and not 2020. And uh, I guess it was uh, four, five, six days ago. I can't even remember now. I'm losing track of time. Who in God's name needs 100 rounds and a bullet? And now we have over 120 million dead from COVID. One trillion six 400 billion. 161,000 brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, grandparents lost. They would put... 720 million back million women back in the workforce. Nobody says you can have around a, a magazine with 100 clips in it, 100 bu- bullets in it. We protect geese more than we protect. No joke. You can only have three three shotgun shells. Go to Joe 303233023033330 oh, oh, three, oh, and help me in this fight. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, that's what's hanging in the balance. That's what's out there. By the way, 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the pro- program. Oh, now the Summer of Love mayor of Seattle is blasting protesters for surrounding her home. What happened to Mayor Jenny uh, Durkin? What's her name? Durkin. What happened? Some of the same protesters that she's been praising spaghetti, potluck you know dinners over there in that that chop chaz autonomous summer of love zone suddenly i guess the block party's over she's now angry complaining the protesters were threatening her safety there's a group of protesters marched to the home of the seattle mayor on sunday afternoon upset that she pledged to dismantle the chop zone seattle city councilwoman one uh woman joined in the, the group of dozens of demonstrators that gathered at her home, her house and holding signs, chanting and demanding she leave their area alone or meet protesters demands. Oh, is that how government works now? Is that how we define law and order? Everyone's out there attacking the St. Louis couple. Well, apparently they busted down the gates. Uh, apparently because I talked to and I read the interview that the lawyer gave to foxnews.com and happened to talk to the homeowner and there were no police there. They were warned that this was going to happen ahead of time. They still didn't bother showing up. And I'm not blaming the police at this point, but nobody was there. And they said that they received numerous direct threats from people right in front of their home. Uh, Does anybody like the look of that? Because I don't. And I'm the biggest Second Amendment guy that I know on radio and TV. I've carried I've had a license to carry my entire adult life. Um, My parents, you know, taught me how to handle a firearm when I was 10 or 11, both in law enforcement, as I've said many times. Anyway, uh, Durkin's office. Well, first, the the councilwoman was part of this. And Durkin's office issued a statement saying that the councilwoman joining the protest without regard for the safety of the mayor and her family. Well, there shouldn't be police there, right, for the mayor, based on the fact that police have to beg, even when somebody's shot, to please let them into the summer of love zone. Mayor Durkin and her family are in the state program to keep their address confidential because of the death threats mostly related to her work as Seattle's U.S. attorney under President Obama. It says instead of working to make a true change, The councilwoman continues to choose political stunts. Tonight, she did so without regard for the safety of the mayor and her family. The mayor was not even home. She was working at City Hall. Seattle can and should peacefully demonstrate, but should not put families and children at risk. You mean like the children and the young kids that were shot in the summer of love zone? You mean like the business owners whose businesses basically are now shut down by the Chaz Chop Autonomous uh, Anarchist? I mean, a little hypocritical. Durkin's office said she supported peaceful forms of protests uh, and the Black Lives Matter movement as a whole. I guess as long as they're not in her neighborhood. Pretty much that's what she's saying. Pretty ironic, isn't it? Oh, AOC, who is now advising Joe Biden, wants to defund U.S. military aid to Israel, calling it an apartheid state. Oh, Fred person that's been friendliest to israel and the christian community would be this president um you know i'm I'm watching all this are you all watching this joe biden reveals he's constantly being tested for a cognitive decline trying to get i'm trying to wrap my arms around this the question they're asking today we reported yesterday trump was briefed on the 2019 russia boundaries yet you call trump in action a betrayal what consequences should he face that's question number one. Now, number one on that issue, let me just give you, and we'll have more on this with Dan Hoffman later in the program. Somebody's got to deal with it because they're now trying to do this whole Russia thing all over again. Believe it or not, you know, I thought that was all done. We now have had, we now have evidence and we have a statement from the Pentagon and the Department of Defense and they say they have no corroborating evidence to validate these allegations. Oh, then we have the national security adviser, Robert O'Brien, who has direct knowledge because the allegations in recent press articles have not been verified or substantiated in any way by the intel community that President Trump had not been briefed on the items. In other words, more New York Times toilet paper. Catherine Herridge even pointed out, you know, rare statement from Gina Haspel, who happens to be our CIA director and a very good one, too. In general, preliminary force protection information is shared throughout the national security Committee, uh, community and with U.S. allies. Leaks compromise. Pre- so the Pentagon saying it, but they continue with the listen now. Unless and until they're going to admit their lies about Russia and their smear, their cons- slander, besmirchment, character assassination, conspiracy theories, and hoax, we're all wrong. We've had four separate investigations. There was no Trump-Russia collusion. The mob and the media lied every single day. And the Democrats lied every single day. And they owe us an apology as a country. And until we get such an apology, a retraction, a correction, uh, uh, I'm not taking anything any of these people say seriously, probably in perpetuity, because it was such a colossal lie until they admit that Hillary Clinton actually bought and paid for a dirty Russian disinformation document uh, that was later used by the friends that protected her from being charged with the Espionage Act and obstruction of justice uh, that was then used to take away Carter Page's civil rights and liberties and constitutional rights to spy on, well, candidate Trump, transition team Trump and President Trump, uh, that dossier that was full of lies that she paid for, I have absolutely, you know, nothing to say with them. Catherine Herridge did a great job in reporting all of this today. All right, back to the Biden questions. What consequences should he face if allegations are true? Where do you think the race stands now? What keeps you up at night? Can you maintain, uh, keep up the and maintain your advantage without campaigning in a traditional way? So far... Uh, these are what what do Leo say? Lollipop questions. Have you begun to prepare for debates against Trump? Princeton remove Woodrow Wilson's name. Trump called it incredible stupidity. What do you think of Trump's comments and the decision? You know, what do you think is a moment of reckoning on on race as a nation? you think it's the right approach to come to terms with the nation's history? Notice they didn't ask about his views on busing, integration, segregation, past comments, predators, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Have you been tested for COVID? Uh, what would you do to Putin? He'd say, I'll have more flexibility after the election. I'm just guessing on that one. Are you going to release your list of Supreme Court nominees? Uh, August 1st, is it still the announcement date? Do you believe Russian reports are true? They're debunked. All these new reports, totally, completely debunked. Um, Then about COVID, COVID. uh, And then the one question about, yeah, can you tell us about your cognitive decline? That's it. That's it. I mean, Joe Biden revealing he's constantly being tested for mental decline. Okay. I guess that's, you know, interesting information. AOC, that's interesting information, too. He's He's an advisor. Those are not exactly the tough questions in any way, shape, manner or form. But that's what you get from the mob because they're the number one contributors to all things. Joe Biden, by the way, Virginia Democrats now have moved to reduce the penalties for assaulting police. Well, now we're taking it to a whole new level. Uh, You know, socialist Seattle City Council member blaming capitalism for the latest Chaz shooting. The same councilwoman that was out there protesting in front of the mayor's office. Now I'm going to tell you something else that needs to happen here, Um, and that is very, very simple. They're not going to accept the president's help to restore order, and that that's the same with Washington State Governor Inslee, the same with the mayor of Seattle, the same with the Chicago mayor and the Illinois governor, the same with Comrade De Blasio and the ever so incompetent, you know, Andrew Cuomo. All talk, no action Cuomo sending, you know, COVID patients into nursing homes, followed by New Jersey's Governor Murphy, uh, followed by Pennsylvania Governor Wolf, followed by, you know, the the, the absolutely clueless Whitmer in in Michigan. While Donald Trump was building hospitals, securing PPE, manning the hospitals, converting the hospitals for COVID-19 patients that they left all those hospital rooms empty. It's crazy what we're dealing with. Yeah, politicals, you know, the defund, they're going to take a billion dollars away from New York at a time where crime is spiraling out of control. Okay, I don't think that's a good idea. Law enforcement experts on defunding, dismantling the police. When you call 911, who's going to come out? Crime rates are rising. You know, add that to the idiotic Andrew Cuomo and the sanctuary cities and states and California and you know, basically aiding and abetting lawbreaking, the no-bail stupidity, you know, all throughout the protesting in New York, guess what? Guess what happened? If they got arrested, no bail, nobody. L.A., they're going to slash their law enforcement budget and eliminate the Special Victims Bureau. Let's see how that works out. By the way, the Washington Times has reported a child was sexually assaulted in the Minneapolis cop-free zone. According to Minneapolis Park Police, where, by the way, child was sexually assaulted in in what's called the Powderhorn Park, where neighbors boycotted police. Anyway, they're now saying the police in Minneapolis that a child was sexually assaulted overnight in the ever-growing homeless encampment that exists there where neighbors have vowed not to call law enforcement at all. Uh, some of the leaders of the group, Black Lives Matter, and I make a distinction between people that say Black Lives Matter. The the group is the ones on tape saying, what do we want dead cops? When do we want them now? But the president of the New York chapter, the guy that was on with Martha McCallum, that said, give us what we want or we're going to burn it down. And now is apparently saying over the weekend that white people are no longer welcome in the Bronx. My mother grew up in the South Bronx. My grandfather lived in the South Bronx. Wow. Well, we don't want white people here. The guy's name is Hank Newsom. told a New York Post reporter. Uh, just gave a heated interview with Fox News where he said that uh, they will burn down the system. OK, that Newsom told the Post, by the way, uh, Yankee Stadium is in the Bronx. I'd like to go to a Yankee game. That's why I've been saying I'll wear a mask if I can go to a ball game, football, basketball concert. I'm in. It's only for a short period of time. I don't care about the mask. I'll wear You know, what, I'm going to wear a mask. You know, my father's dead now 24 plus years. Mom, not long after that. And I I only barely knew my great one grandfather. That's it. And uh, so, you know, not exactly longevity in the identity family, but putting that aside. Um, but if I ever got it, I'd never want to give it to an older person that we know is more susceptible. I know people are talking about, well, what about Florida and the increased incidence for some odd reason, the people in their 30s, as a matter of fact, Governor DeSantis is going to be on tonight. We'll get an update from him on what's going on down there. We don't want any resurgence of any kind. Um, let's see here. 2020 shootings in New York City, the 500th shooting mark has been met. 63 shot, 16 killed this past weekend in Chicago. The weekend before, 106 shot, 12 kids. Three, We lost three kids this weekend. 14 people the weekend before dead. 106 shot. Now it's getting hot. there will be a long 4th of July weekend. I, I don't really want to read the numbers on Monday.
6: It's very unfortunate uh, that we have yet another murder in this area identified as the top. Two African American men dead at a place where they claim to be working for Black Lives Matter. But they're gone. They're dead now. And we've had multiple other incidents. Assaults rape, robbery, and shootings. Two men are dead and a child, a 14-year-old, is hospitalized and we don't know what is going to happen to that kid. Enough is enough here.
7: On South Michigan Avenue near 116th, this shrine in memory of Chicago children taken too soon.
6: May of 2007 we started this.
7: Hundreds of names written on stones and the sad promise that there are now six more to add to the list, including three-year-old Makai James and one-year-old Sincere Gaston. It's like it takes a piece
6: of your soul because whoever's on that stone, somebody loved them.
5: Now at the same time, we have an unprecedented opportunity to change some things. And there has been a very intense, detailed, focused discussion over the last month on how we change policing, how we focus more on young people and the needs of communities, how we address disparities, how we redistribute. And I have to tell you, it's been a very productive conversation. So over this weekend, City Hall here at City Hall, my office presented to the City Council a plan that would achieve a billion dollars in savings for the NYPD, and shift resources to young people, to communities, in a way that would help address a lot of the underlying issues that we know are the cause of so many problems in our society. I'm excited to say that we have a plan that can achieve real reform, that can achieve real redistribution, and at the same time ensure that we keep our city safe, and we make sure that Our officers are on patrol where we need them around this city. So that's something that I think is so important to the future, to strike that balance the right way. Reform, justice, redistribution, but always safety.
0: All right, there you have it. Uh, Glad you're with us. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show. That was first, the Seattle police chief on the CHOP zone violence. Yeah, two teenagers shot, one killed this weekend, Uh, Then we have a report out of Chicago. Uh, Yeah. Last weekend, one hundred and six people shot 12 kids, 14 people dead, Uh, three kids killed this weekend. Uh, Violence that has gone on. I I, I made a promise. I said I'd scroll names you'd never, never heard of before. Uh, We've done it in the past. And and here we are. You've got 125 years combined experience now between Pelosi and Biden and Schumer. What have they done? You know, you watch this pathetic press conference of uh, the ever forgetful ghost, the invisible Joe Biden. It's amazing watching this because he's like hanging by a thread. And he's just, uh, 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 okay, uh, uh, they told me to stay awake. Uh, uh, I mean, this is like, this is going to get very interesting as the days unfold. I hope we see a lot more of this. On the sad side of this, we still have a summer of love zone in in Seattle. Chaz, chop, spaghetti, potluck, dinner zone, uh, as the mayor's been saying. Yeah, it's not happening. Uh, You look at the cities that rank the highest in violent crime and the worst schools that would almost exclusively be run by Democrats. You know, how many people know the names of the 16 year old that was killed and the 14 year old that was injured in the chop zone Uh, several days ago in the chop zone? Another 19 year old named Lorenzo Alexander was killed and you don't hear a whole lot about it. So then you go to Chicago and it's been like this all through the the Joe and Barack years. And then in New York City, oh, yeah, you only have 11 people that were shot in, in less than 12 hours. You have the cops being pelted again and again and again with rocks and bottles and bricks and, of course, Molotov cocktails. We now have over a thousand police officers around the country injured, many seriously Eight dead and one one will now be paralyzed for the rest of his life from his neck down. Uh, Anyway, uh, Leo Terrell is back with us, civil rights attorney. Uh, Leo, you know, you've been pretty amazing on this. You, You got to see Joe today. You noticed that Joe didn't have to answer a lot of questions about his love of Robert KKK Bird or. His uh, his opposition to school busing and some of the remarks he made about predators and even worse, uh, I noticed that was missing in the press conference today.
8: You know, Sean, it's a lollipop uh, press conference. I mean, questions that you raise every day on your radio program, your television program, he needs to answer those tough questions for Democrats who are contemplating, I hope they don't, vote for him. He needs to answer those tough questions. Where has he been for the last 40 years regarding right the democrat elite sean the millionaires send their kids to charter schools they don't live in the area zone, the crime zone like chicago they pander they they kneel uh wearing african garb the bottom line is this hard-working democrats republicans live in those cities represented by democratic leadership and there is looting rioting and crime going on there's one man you got to give him credit Law and order President Trump, the man who pushed through an executive or- order for justice reform, a man who took the first step in prison reform to undo what Joe Biden did for 24 years. It's not a hard choice right now because Joe Biden has not delivered. And until he answers the Hannity questions that you ask every day on your program, he cannot be the nominee that can leave this country because he's unqualified to do so
0: okay but the reality is the mob and the media is going to protect him um you know i was out there vetting barack obama that a lot of people had never heard about black liberation theology until i broke that story or frank marshall davis or the chum gang or bill ayers and bernardine dorn or the Church of G.D. America and America's chickens have come home to roost. But, of course, Barack sat in the pews for over two decades. He never heard any of that talk, Uh, Leo. uh, And now uh, eight years uh, in office and running for president. Then the picture of Obama and Farrakhan come out. uh, Because I I said the whole time, I bet you it existed somewhere. But, of course, they hid it from everybody.
8: You hammered Biden every day and night. He's out today because of pressure. He has to come out. He took baby steps today. I I think the whole press conference day was lollipop. But, Deshaun, when you lead off your newscast every night with all this crime in the street, I would submit to you that 95 percent of this country wants law and order. And they're terrorized by the fact that Democratic leadership in these major cities basically have looked the other way and they have sold out to an extremist group called black lives matter that only cares about creating havoc and destroying our national institutions all right uh le- by the way let's bring in to the
0: conversation horace cooper legal commentator uh co-chair of the black leadership network project 21 author of the upcoming book how trump is making black america great again horace uh, thank you for joining us you watch this, uh, I guess I'll use, I'll use Leo's term, the lollipop press conference. Uh, what were your thoughts and, and what are your thoughts and views on, you know, they, they never got Barack or Joe. They didn't get, you know, the funding commitment, the m- amount of money, years of commitment for historically black colleges or opportunity zones or record low unemployment for every demographic in the country or criminal justice reform and now prison reform. That was all done under Donald Trump. He's only been in office, what, three and a half years. Joe Schumer and Pelosi have been in there 125 years combined.
9: Yeah. What's amazing to me, what is absolutely amazing to me, is why we just can't take yes for an answer. Why these great opportunities, even though under eight years of Barack Obama, they ignored it, they didn't pay attention, and people lost their lives, families suffered... The president is saying, let's put all that aside. Here is what I'm willing to do. And he said this to the governor and he said this to the mayor. And instead of getting in, well, we won't say it on radio, instead of that response, I say, shame on them for not leaping at the chance to just say yes and take this opportunity to save lives.
0: Well, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, I, I keep saying it every, every night. Leo, I promised you I'd start scrolling the names of all the people shot during the the Biden Obama years. And I did last night. I kept my word to you because nobody else does it. Leo, nobody knows the names. Nobody knows that. Okay, these these fellow human beings and fellow Americans die part of our American family and these cities and these states, most of them blue, uh, don't lift a finger. To save lives you know you don't have to like rudy giuliani rudy giuliani he went to war against crime in new york and he drove the murder rate down from around 2500 a year to 500 i understand stop and frisk is is certainly controversial but i don't think numbers lie in the sense that real lives were saved and and many lives were in minority communities and and he saved americans from dying now, there's a balancing act between civil liberties, you're a civil liberties guy yourself, so am I. I'm a civil libertarian in the sense that uh, I believe in civil liberties. I believe in equal justice. Um, and I, I there's a line you can't cross in terms of we all have Fourth Amendment rights, et cetera, et cetera. But lives were saved. That you know, I don't see them doing anything in these other cities.
8: Sean, they're not going to do anything because they're in this election cycle and they have no policies, no policies. Programs whatsoever, their only goal is to sit on their hands and and try to defeat Donald Trump. And I'll tell you right now, I think you're selling yourself short. You know, 89 days before Biden came out, did his little lollipop uh, interview. The pressure that they that you have put on every night about the crime in the street. And let me tell you right now, just based on the reaction I'm getting, Sean, there's a lot of people telling me. Uh, you're saying the things that we want to say. There's a silent majority for Donald Trump. And then when there's a commentator on another cable network, I won't mention his name, who basically works with the Trump administration, guess what? The liberal media on those other two cables, they crucify him. The problem is this. If you have a D on your, on your shirt, you're prohibited from working for this country right now. You're prohibited from, from working with Donald Trump. I said, no way. The country first, party second, and Donald Trump is working to help this country first. The Democrats have placed party first. That's why I left them. Well, I mean, uh, all right,
0: can we just agree we're all Americans? To me, that's fundamental. Can we all agree that every American uh, has a right to live in a safe and secure neighborhood? Let's start with the fundamentals. Can we all agree that our kids shouldn't be shot up every weekend on the streets of our country? Can we all agree that, you know what, the educational system, this unholy alliance between Democrats and the teachers unions have failed our kids miserably and especially in in inner cities in America. And it's time to give every kid an education. And it's not about money because we spend more money than anybody else, more than the industrialized world with the worst results. Horace Cooper. Well,
9: that's just common sense. I mean. What you're talking about is let's do what the American people expect our leaders to do. In all of these jurisdictions, they have put in place people that look like the residents that have elected them. And notwithstanding that they look like it, they are not doing the kinds of things.
0: Why can't we get behind education reform, which is wildly popular? How about choice in education? How about yes. charter schools? Thing. How about, you yes. know, vouchers? Yes. You know, we yes. we know how to fix it because there are a lot of really great school districts where a lot of the kids in public school, guess what? They end up going to Ivy League schools and the top schools in the country, and they're not failing their kids. We know how to do it. We just don't do it. All right, Leo, will you vote for Donald Trump in 126 days?
8: If the election was held today, the answer is definitely yes. Because right now I cannot vote for Biden. There's no one on that second tick seat that would vote that I would put uh, that I would uh, motivate me to change my opinion. Right now, my choice for president is Donald J. Trump.
0: Period. Wow. I'm, I'm, Horace if, Cooper, if this did did, Larry Elder got it right. This is Leo 2.0.
9: <laughs> well, I think a whole lot of Americans are paying attention. Maybe they're not saying the news. But look at what Rasmussen is reporting. Donald Trump's numbers among black Americans are actually increasing. His approval numbers are actually increasing. What we're seeing is while crazy happens outside, Americans are paying attention. And even if they're not telling the public, even if they're not dealing with the mainstream pollsters, they're still letting on that they know the problem and they know the direction to to go.
0: All right. Thank you, Horace Cooper. We appreciate it. Leo, thank you. 800 941 Sean. you want to be a part of the program. We're going to update you on the latest phony Russia charge with Daniel Hoffman. Now that uh, Gina Haspel, the CIA director, said totally fake, phony, fraudulent story. What else does the mob want about Russia? We'll explain that next. Our uh, uh, Ami Horowitz, back in the uh, thick of things, Uh, and was down at Occupy Wall Street. We'll tell you more about that as we continue. All right, 25 till the uh, top of the hour. So now we have the intelligence community. They have said repeatedly they have debunked this New York Times Russia story that, oh, all these Democrats, they they come out of Trump and Russia. Putin must have something on Russia. Let, let me just pause everybody for a second here, because everybody in the intel community is saying it's a lie. Now, my suspicions might be just a guess that they're probably holdovers, you know, that like Brennan and Clapper, that might be up to some dirty work again. But here's my take on this. They have dragged, the Democratic Party is dragged, with the help of their willing accomplishment, accomplices, Pravda Media, state-run Democratic extreme radical socialist media mob, they have now dragged this country through three years of lies, slander, smears, and besmirchment. They have advanced nothing but conspiracy theories and a hoax. We had four separate investigations about Trump-Russia collusion that all, including the, well, ever so sacred and sacrosanct Mueller report, culminating in, yeah, no evidence of Trump-Russia collusion. Now, they have yet to apologize, retract any of their phony stories in the mob. Nobody in the Democratic Party has said, you know what, we got this wrong and we apologize for dragging the country through hell for three years. And now we know that Adam Schiff is exactly what Sean Hannity called him, the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar, uh, and that none of this should have ever happened. So the New York Times, the toilet paper Times, as I say, uh, comes out with this report. And in this report, they are claiming that that the president was briefed on Putin encouraging working with the Taliban to have this bounty to take out uh, and kill U.S. troops in Afghanistan. Well, now we've had the entire intel community put that to rest immediately, including the CIA director, Gina Haspel, the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, national security advisor, Robert O'Brien. All of them now have released statements in which they condemned this information getting out publicly. And all of them, by the way, saying that it was conflicting and none of it was true. And we know from reports that nobody, absolutely no one, uh, even the Democrats are admitting, if you, if you can pin them down, that there were conflicting reports on both sides. Now, unless and until they apologize profusely for what they did to this country for three years, and unless and until they acknowledge and say that there was Russian interference and that Hillary Clinton's bought-and-paid-for dirty Russian dossier was Russian misinformation from the get-go, which we now know to be true, I don't want to hear a word out of any of them. No more conspiracy theories, no more lies, no more hoaxes, no more dragging the country through the mud, because all the leading intelligence community officials speaking out are denouncing all of these leaks, And most are saying it's conflicting information, which did not make it to the president. Period. End of sentence. Um, But of course, the mob, the media, they just are who they are. Here's Nancy Pelosi suggesting intel officials withheld Russian intel from Trump because they feared he'd tell Vladimir.
2: If they had this intelligence, and, and by the way, the high confidence, forget that. I mean, in other words, if you have something of that threat to our troops, you pursue it you pursue it and as an intelligence person again the intelligence committee is frequently briefed on matters that uh, that are in the works shall we say that we will learn more about uh, as the as more intelligence is available so if they had this If they had this intelligence, they should have briefed the president. Why didn't they? Because they know it makes them very unhappy. And all roads for him, as you know, lead to Putin. And would he tell Putin what they knew? Uh, And now it's in the public domain, so Putin knows anyway.
0: There are three people that I can identify that really like Vladimir Putin and were sneaking around with Vladimir Tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility after the election. Tell Vladimir, you know, i got to get elected first, and I'll have more flexibility, okay? Just tell Vladimir. I con- I convey to Vladimir. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, we got the tape. A guy on, on audio tape has no idea he's being pranked, and that would be the corrupt, the congenital liar, the compromised one, Adam Schiff. That's the one where he gets a phone call. He thinks he's talking to a real Russian. Okay, and as Russians say, uh, we got
4: Trump uh, in, in uh, New York at some point after yeah. the compromising 2013 Miss Universe. Uh, yes.
0: Passed. Yes. But Absolutely.
4: Cost. And she got uh, compromising materials on Trump after their uh, short relations. Okay. And, and what's the nature of the compromise? Well, there were pictures of naked Trump. Okay. And so Putin was made aware uh, of the, the availability of the compromising material?
0: Yes, of course, uh, Buzova shared those materials with uh, Sobchak, and Sobchak shared those materials with uh, Putin, because she's a goddaughter
4: of Putin, and Putin decided to press on Trump. Um, And uh, and the materials that you can provide to the committee or to the FBI, uh, would they corroborate this allegation?
0: Sure, of course. Uh, When they were in Ukraine, we got their conversation by the phone where they discussed those uh, compromising materials. We are ready to provide it to
4: FBI. So you you have recordings of both Sovchak and Buseva uh, where they're discussing the compromising material on uh, Mr. Trump? Absolutely.
0: Uh, Wait a minute. You got got information about Trump from Buseva and, and, and Sovchak? Uh, yeah, but the cause, uh, the compromising uh, materials. Uh, we got the compromise. What's the nature of the compromise? Uh, pictures and the naked Trump, pictures of the naked Trump. Did, does Vladimir know? Yeah, but the cause. Vladimir know about the compromising material. That's Adam Schiff. That he's colluding with the Russians. Why to impact an election? Sound familiar? And of course, the dirty dossier. So you got Obama, all of more flexibility. You got Schiff compromising materials. Then you got Hillary Rodham Clinton, the dirty Russian disinformation dossier. Anyway, here for an update on this is Daniel Hoffman, Fox News contributor, 30 year CIA ops officer, great guy in person, too. Uh, okay, so you hear what the Democrats are now trying to go back to Russia. Well, I'm not ready to hear a word out of Russia from any Democrat until they acknowledge that the only compromising materials in the 2016 election were Hillary Clinton's bought and paid for dirty Russian dossier with Russian disinformation in it that Vladimir apparently did know about.
4: Sean, your Russian accent. Very good. <laughs> it needs work. Truly impressed. You are you are a linguist. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. sure. Uh, too many times. Uh, Russia has become fodder um, in our just increasingly intense um, political partisanship that we see here in Washington, D.C. It's all run through a partisan meat grinder. And and in this case, I think many politicians, and, and you would argue too, some in the media, rush to the conclusion uh, that once again there was something wrong with, with our relationship with Russia, when if you just look at the facts... Um, The facts would belie that interpretation. We're talking about, according to what the New York Times wrote, captured Taliban militants claiming that they were um, being bought out to to target uh, U.S. soldiers. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're not sources whom we've been running for years over, whom we exercise some control. Uh, They are captured Taliban militants. Probably have as much more in interest in influencing rather than informing accurately, um, and it was you know based on that I think that the intelligence community wanted to collect more intelligence to determine the veracity of this reporting. It's harder to do that now because of the leaks. Uh, because well,
3: the, you know, we know this
0: this we have more information. Catherine Herridge today, as usual, doing a great job. She she was a colleague of mine at Fox. She's now at uh, CBS. And she points in DOD, that would be the Department of Defense, has no corroborating evidence to validate the recent allegations found in open source reports. Uh, (laughs) You know, and then it goes on to say that the DOD, you know, will continue to, you know, go out there and, and look at it. Now, also, we have, you know, if you look at The record of the statement of National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, who has direct knowledge, quote, because the allegations in recent press articles have not been verified or substantiated by the intel community, President Trump had not been briefed on the items. I mean, and in a rare public statement from the CIA director, Gina Haspel, you know, in general, preliminary force protection information is shared throughout the national security community and with U.S. allies. Leaks are compromising. So they're basically saying the president, they're lying, that the Democrats again are obsessed with Russia and they're willing to compromise national security to get where they want to go because they so hate Trump.
4: Uh, Yeah, I mean, the, the nature of that reporting, again, given where it came from, it demanded additional work from the intelligence community to prove the veracity. And and the last thing you want to be doing, I, I would actually argue that it would have been okay to share it with the president. He's saying he didn't get it. That's fine. That's debatable.
0: Personally, I think well, it's I actually not it debatable, according to, you know,
7: no, I mean,
4: it's it's debatable whether you should have shared it with him. I just feel like because we, it was threat information that we shared with our counterparts in NATO who are also potentially at risk. And I can tell you from my own experience, the bar is really low on that sort of stuff, sharing it with, with others and disseminating it. Because of that and the possibility that maybe Prime Minister Boris Johnson would raise it with the president, I might have shared it with him in a, in, in a you know, in orally, you know, for example.
0: But the reality um, is so they, they didn't. Aware. They're admitting exactly. they didn't.
4: Exactly. Right. And if they didn't, it might be fair to ask them, why not? Maybe they should have, maybe not. There's that, a debatable question there, but they didn't, and the, the president's team is saying that they didn't. Um, and what they wanted to do was to, to, to drill down on this and determine, okay, is it really accurate or is it not? Because, you know, this president kicked out 60 Russian officials after the Russians tried to kill Sergei Skripal with a, with a Soviet-era nerve agent. Um, We had really good, conclusive proof that that's what the Russians did. Before you take action against them, you really need to determine whether it's actually true or not.
0: Number one, it's not corroborated. Number two, they didn't bring it to the president. And then the Democrats say that just the opposite. The damage they continue to do in compromising our security is unprecedented. All right, Daniel Hoffman, thank you as always. You're the best. All right, we got time for a call, then we're going to talk to uh, Ami Horowitz at the top of the hour. He is down at the Occupy Wall Street, faced extreme uh, violence and pushback. Uh, very quickly, here, Eugene is in Virginia. Eugene, the two minutes is yours, Ghost, and I'm glad you called.
10: Okay, thanks. A great show, Sean. Listen, I'm in one of the loneliest places in America. I'm an African-American conservative U.S. history teacher teaching in an inner-city school. You know, and... I just want to explain a little bit the drive behind defunding the police from the inner city school perspective. A lot of the kids and even the adults have a fight or flight mentality, you know, which doesn't leave a lot of room for cooperation. And we struggle with that as teachers we, to correct them and so forth. There's a fussing, there's a lack of cooperation or just I want to get out of the class and leave. It's, it, you know, it's, it's hard it's, for many to be corrected. And you see that come up when it, with, with the police. It's a push, really, to get rid of behavioral authority altogether. They don't want anyone telling them what they want
0: what to do. And w well, what what about the majority, the ninety-nine? It's the ninety-nine percent of people. I would argue of Americans. Maybe it's ninety-eight percent. I don't know. But what about the people that uh, want to live and should have the right to live in a safe neighborhood, drive a nice car? Yeah. go on a vacation, have opportunities. Donald Trump was breaking record after record for every demographic in terms of low unemployment and also live in safety and security and have a good educational system for their kids because those inner cities, those big cities, those blue states uh, have failed the people on a dramatic level, and they've done it for decades. Absolutely,
10: Absolutely. and you know where it it really comes down to this, what's happening in the home, because a lot of these kids... They're so used to manipulating in their own homes. There's no father. I mean, 80% of them, they don't have father figures. They don't, And they're not used to responding to imperatives. Mothers are often kind of tired and worn out and trying to make it. And the kids, especially the young men, they get used to uh, just raising themselves. And the way they do that is with their buddies and and it's through manipulation and association, and there's no experience of following directives or being responsible to an imperative or acting in a way no. that you're, it's expected of you. So I like what Bill. O'Reilly I got to run, but a couple weeks ago. I, I, oh. I, I,
0: all I can say is is that we want we can fix this. We're Americans. You're a teacher, right? Okay. You, you the the job you do every day is so critical. Because if we educate every child in this country, we'll be infinitely better off. And we can do it. And you know what? I believe every child is a child of God. And every child has talents from God. And educare from the Latin means to bring forth from within. And we're not doing it. We need to fix it. All right, sir. Thank you. When we come back, we'll continue.
2: Coming up next, our final news
9: roundup and information overload hour.
0: All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour. Uh, Our friend Ami Horowitz, documentarian and crazy person overall because he goes into all of these strange environments and, well, he had a little bit of a problem in the Chaz Chop autonomous uh, summer of free love zone when they identified him as a reporter. But he got out okay, thank God. Uh, Unlike uh, all the people that have been shot over the weekend and days before that, uh, now he's back on the back out on the street he was at occupy wall street and uh yeah he had extreme violence and pushback from protesters that want to defund the police why because he dared to ask a few questions here's ami while well, doing what he does best
3: Because. <pause> s- at the, end of the day you that my religion which is a Muslim religion s- all you, you like, so this and this, and right oh is
0: no. that, what that was Hami Horowitz. he joins us now with an update then we're gonna get to your calls all right tell me what's going on here
6: yeah it seems like I can't get away from trouble can I Sean this is crazy look I I went to uh, Occupy City Hall, which is basically basically kind of modeled after Occupy Wall Street and and CHOP, where they just took over an area of Manhattan. In this case, it's the park adjacent to City Hall. And what happened was I went to shoot a video there, like I always do, and these guys caught on and they became, at first, very aggressive, where uh, a mob of 15 people or so kind of converged on me. And then it got a little violent when I grabbed my phone. Turned off the video, threw it down, physically grabbed me, punched me, and then threw me out of, of this zone. You know, and the, the bigger story here is not what happened to me, Sean. The bigger story here, first of all, is, is the media malpractice on describing who these people are. Not just Occupy City Hall, which obviously I'm talking about that right now, but also all of these kind of radical little enclaves that are being created by 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 these radicals. And, you know, if you look at the news feed on what they're saying about uh, Occupy City Hall, oh, it's the same thing as, it's a lovely, wonderful place where people get together, free love, free food. It's so great. And the reality is they are violent. The place is littered with signage and graffiti, threatening to kill the cops, abolish the cops. And, Sean, this is a continuation of two trends. First of all, making normative the radical ideology of these people, and secondly, the democratic-controlled cities. You, you talked about it yesterday on your on your TV show being the epicenters of this violence, with city officials who are quietly acquiescing to these people, these radicals, because frankly, Sean, they agree with them. They are self-described neo-Marxists, and and. I want to make this very clear. They have a very transparent list of demands, which is written out, and then they, they stand up with a microphone and they keep saying them. They this is, this is a list of demands that would make Trotsky blush, okay? First of all, they want to decriminalize everything. This is not my words. This is their printed words. They want to defund the police to zero, give back all, indig- all lands to indigenous peoples, no borders, end capitalism, and of course, no radical group would be would be would be would they be lacking if they didn't include three palestines these are the people that we are dealing with and these are the people that are being normalized by the mainstream media sean
0: you know look i get it there be I, I you know and there are legitimate peaceful protesters and i i think we make that distinction but i but you are out in seattle not so safe out there is it there's not so peaceful out there was it The same thing. Now they're taking over City Hall. Now they're taking over city blocks. Now they're burning precincts. You know, we got a thousand cops around the country now injured. We have some dead. We have others paralyzed for the rest of their lives. And you go in and you try to ask questions and say, "Okay, do you support defunding the police or what are you going to do that's any different? And tell us exactly what happens, because I don't like what I hear.
6: Look, and I also want to make clear this as well. Yes, while most protesters are not engaged in violence, although, by the way, one of the greatest things I love to hear in the media is that mostly peaceful, when you hear the words mostly peaceful, Sean, you know what that means? Not peaceful. Because it literally means there's violence going on. At this point, I've spoken to, I don't know, 150, maybe 200 protesters in cities across the country. And the theme I ask a lot of questions, but I always ask one question to to all the protesters everywhere I go. Do you justify the violence? And, Sean, I keep making this point. There are two sides of the same coin, that while most of them are not engaged in violence, it's the fact that they're able to justify the violence, which gives the rioters and the looters and the people are shooting people the room to breathe. And we have to make that clear. We have to call it out for what it is. It is a dangerous thing to do and to say.
0: You know it is dangerous, and this is the point. And you know, I keep asking the hard question: What? Do you, who are you going to call, Ami? Who? You, you know, when when the when on the weekend prior, you know, when the first shooting took place in the Chop Chaz Autonomous uh, Summer of Love uh, Spaghetti Potluck Dinner Zone, what happened? They would barely. Let's play the tape. They would barely let the police in. The police had to get on a bullhorn, Ami, and beg to get in to help. The people that were injured, never mind the businesses that, you know, can't function or their safety uh, and that are losing all this money. Never, never mind the police precinct that has been taken over by the anarchists. This is now a matter of life and death. And a lot of times when it comes to a shooting, seconds, not minutes, seconds matter. Listen. Please
9: move out of the way
11: so we can get to the
0: Oh, oh, please, please let us in so we can help save lives. I mean, I've never heard anything like this. And I'll tell you, at this point, this this the president's been offering help to Chicago and to Illinois and to New York and New York City and Seattle and and Washington state. And they keep rejecting it. The people that are not fixing this and allowing this madness to continue are, let's see, the dopey. uh uh, mayor of seattle the dopey governor of washington the dopey mayor in new york city the dopey governor in new york state that's what's happening here
6: and you're asking the right question which is what is this going to lead to what is it going to ultimately look like and the answer we got previewed that couple in, in in st louis when the mob literally broke down a gate entered private property and these, these couples This is couples the St.
0: Louis couple that I talked arrest. I talked to the, the guy yesterday. By the way, you know they had advance warning he told me about that this was happening, and there wasn't a police officer on the scene.
6: And that's exactly what we're going to be. There won't be police officers on the scene because these guys want to take all the funding away, if not outright abolished, and you're, you're going to have no choice but to have a gun and sit outside your house and protect your property and protect your life. You don't know how these people are going to react. That's what the police are there for, to de-escalate the situation. But all you're going to do by not having the police is escalate the situation, because people like me, you, and the people in St. Louis have to find a way to protect ourselves. That is the end result. Anarchy and chaos, Sean.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I give you a lot of credit. I mean, you got a lot of guts. You go out there, you put yourself in the middle of this. Was there any physical altercation of any kind or anybody that tried to, you know, rough you up a little bit or no?
6: Yes, absolutely. No, absolutely. They punched me. They grabbed me. They physically threw me out. Now I didn't fight back because I know better. So I don't. I didn't want to escalate it, and I wanted to just walk away. I know it's going to end up badly if I did fight back. Okay, I'm not a ninja like you, Sean, but you know I can handle myself in a situation. But I put my hands up and literally had to l- listen. Me, it doesn't matter how much.
0: It doesn't matter how much experience you have when it's twenty people on one. Uh, you're unless you're pro- unless you're a trained killer for forty years, you're probably going to lose. I mean, it's just the way it works. At some point, numbers matter. I could take a few people out pretty quickly, but I don't ever (laughs) want to be in that position either. All right, Ami, be careful. God bless you. Thank you, as always, for sharing uh, what you get with us. We really do appreciate it. To our busy phones we go. uh, As we say hi to Kevin is in South Carolina. Kevin, hi. How are you? Glad you called.
4: Doing well. Thank you for taking my call. Love your shows and appreciate everything you do. Um, Thank you, sir. In regards regards to the upcoming debates, um, you know the DNC does not want Joe unscripted and in front of a national TV audience, and heaven forbid he get a follow-up question. But um, I can totally see the the DNC demanding, under the guise of COVID safety, to hold a debate on a platform, something like Zoom, where they can control the technology. They can control the so-called glitches and things like that. That will only benefit biden
0: uh, look I, democrats and the mob they will do everything they can do to protect joe i'm watching biden today and you know, of course he's getting what, what did leo terrell call it earlier in the show lollipop uh, questions You know, i got one question about his cognitive ability i keep going back to it i'm like his answer is so pathetic i'm tested and i keep getting tested i i almost think you began to think it was about coronavirus and, you know, you you just you you know, he's walking a razor's edge. The tension is that tight and that they're like, everybody is on pins and needles because they know he can't hold it together. Um, right. But I'm going to tell you, he says he's going to come out more often. Good, because the country needs to see. Do you have the strength, the stamina, the mental alertness, you know, to do this? Now, the media has a lot of tough questions they still have not asked uh joe biden the invisible ghost this is just day one he's been he's been hidden now for 89 days he's going to be hiding more i'm sure they're going to try and do as few of these as possible but at the end of the day america is going to look at two separate and very distinct visions and and by the way i do appreciate your call in terms of what this election is all about you know with 35 days away this is why i wrote the book live free or die It's on Hannity.com or Amazon.com. But because I don't think anybody else is going to lay it out the way I wanted to lay it out personally. I hate writing books. I did it because it has to get done. This is, you know, I I do a whole chapter about what makes this country great called the Republic. If you can keep it, this is this is now hanging in the balance from my perspective. The subtitle is. America and the world on the brink. I truly believe that. You know, you look at the rise of, of these radicals, the Democrats' fantasy land 2020 agenda. I do the simple math. I go through all the proposals. It, 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 if ever enacted, it will make America unrecognizable. You know, obviously, people have forgot the, the history of failure that is socialism. I do a whole chapter on that. Then I do a whole chapter on the the whole conspiracy theory Russia Russia which they're actually trying to reignite a new one. And then the the followed up by the the impeachment hip, breathtaking hypocrisy why to undo an election. This is a sick group of people. I fear for the liberty and freedom is on the ballot. And it's, I do a whole chapter on the Enemy of the people, as the president says, the hate Trump media mob. That's ninety nine percent of the media. That is the biggest donation to any campaign, Uh, probably even bigger now because they hate Trump more than they liked Obama uh, in the history of this country. And they're they're the assault on our freedoms. And I also give out the facts about President Trump's triumphs, which nobody will ever talk about in the media. Look, it's the book's out in 35 days. We're going to go on the road a little bit as much as we can. You know, obviously, we're, we're playing it by ear right now. But we put it up on Hannity.com. I'm very proud of it. But I'm going to tell you, this is what matters. Freedom. Because everything that every time they give you a government promise, keep your doctor, plan, save money, you give up your freedom. And they will never fulfill the promises. And they will literally destroy the greatest country God gave man. If they implement this crap. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, as promised. Uh, Well, let's go back first to some of the Biden presser today. He didn't get tough questions that we've been, well, saying that he needs to ask. You know, for example, you and Schumer and Pelosi, you have 125 years combined experience. And uh, what have you done? For example, why didn't you act with police reform after Ferguson and after baltimore and after cambridge and after all these other incidences why didn't you fix chicago joe that's barack's hometown why didn't you do anything in chicago they barely mentioned chicago thousands murdered and and thousands more shot every weekend they did nothing you know uh why did you say you didn't want your kids growing up in the quote racial jungle those are your words You know, and he didn't really give the best answer. Wasn't asking the real tough questions on the monuments and everything else. And uh, what about defunding the police? You know, um, all of these things matter. You know, why did you say there are predators on our streets? Why didn't you do criminal justice reform, Joe? Why didn't you? How come you were not able to get record after record after record after record low unemployment for, you know, every demographic group in the country? You know, I'd like to know where Joe stands. But of course, he agreed to debate, says he's looking forward to it. Let's see if that pans out. Um, but I, this is Joe. But one tough question asked about his cognitive abilities was pretty
1: funny. Last question, real quick. Some have speculated sir, sir, that, that, you, that you are subject to some degree of cognitive decline. I'm 65. I don't have word recollection that I used to have. I forget my train of thought from time to time. You got 12 years on me, sir. Are, have you been tested for some degree of cognitive decline?
2: I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Look, all you all I got to do is watch me and I can hardly wait to compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man I'm running against. So, uh, it, but I haven't yet. I have not been tested yet. Yes, I'm sorry. Who was I supposed to go to next? Anybody who? I got to make sure I get the the new the Wilmington newspaper here before I leave I'll be dead.
0: Who was I supposed to go to next? I didn't know that's how press conferences work so wait, for presidential candidates. So this yes, is this is yes, this is the yes, Linda, go th- ahead. Why don't you just <laughs> jump in in the middle of a sentence? Go right ahead. Have no, because
3: we were texting about this earlier. This was so bad. So he looks out. Right. First of all. You, America you just can't vote for him because I can't do it I can't listen to this man I can't it's it's terrible and him trying to put a sentence together my god and so he, he goes he's like okay we're gonna oh, I'm gonna stay and I'm, I'm gonna be open for some questions he pulls out a piece of paper and he goes okay I have a list here who I'm supposed to go to okay so um is there an Alex from AP here okay I got you on my list okay um I'm supposed to go to Mike Mike are you here from NBC it's like I'm sorry, are we ordering lunch meat? Like, what is going on right now? It was ridiculous.
0: It was ridiculous. And, and you know, did you get the feeling I did? I'm just like, everybody, <laughs> you could just feel, everyone's like, it's kind of like interesting. When is he going to lose it? That's what I'm, that home. Oh, no, is. no, that moment, he, that ship is sealed. He lost it. Okay, okay. And then like, oh, they told me to take out my paper and write down the question. <laughs> I mean, it is so obvious. That Such so softball much questions. Going in Oof. behind the scenes, And I'm just telling you, there's no way, no way, based on, you know, we played the montages a lot. I can play it again. It takes a lot of time now to play them of of this guy screwing everything up. Do you know, I didn't know this, too. Who was it that said it last night? Maybe it was Ari Fleischer or maybe it was Matt Schlapp. I forgot, saying that he would take office older than when Ronald Reagan left office. I didn't know that. And. Look, I mean, say what you will about Donald Trump. Maybe you don't like Donald Trump's style. Some people say, can you just tell him he doesn't have to fight on everything? Doesn't have to argue all the time. I know what his answer is because he told me in the town hall last week. His answer is, I wouldn't be here if I don't fight. He had to fight back against, you know, the phony Russia, Russia, Russia. He has to fight back against every single attack, the phony impeachment, he still accomplished more than anyone in history in a short period of time. And with coronavirus, I don't care what Cuomo says, you know, uh, Cuomo was the worst behind the Blasio. That's not saying much. And then, of course, New Jersey. And then, of course, Pennsylvania. And then, of course, Whitmer. Uh, but all these state governors with their executive orders forcing COVID-19 patients into nursing homes. But Donald Trump had the, the, what was the largest and fastest and most comprehensive medical mobilization in the history of mankind. And they pulled it off. They never ran out of ventilators. They never ran out of PPE. It was tight. It was close. The states had prepared for nothing. You know, people like Cuomo didn't buy the 15,783 ventilators that his own health task force predicted he would need during peak week. And de Blasio, well, he didn't listen to the New York City task force. They'd need almost 10,000. He got rid of the 500 that Bloomberg bought. He doesn't even know where they went. They have no idea who they auctioned them off to. So I'll put Trump's energy. Trump is a force of nature. And, you know, is it is it a lot? Yeah. Why is it a lot, though? Because the mob, they won't take, uh, they, they won't stop the never-ending, every second-minute hour of every 24-hour day assault on hating this guy. And, you know, I was watching DeRoy Murdoch on TV this morning. It was on somebody's show. I don't remember who. And uh, and DeRoy's like, there's nothing that he could ever do that will make people say one nice thing about him. And I think his attitude is, okay, why why try? He has a record in three and a half years. Joe and Chuck and Nancy they have a hundred and twenty five year record. And in three and a half years, Donald Trump has been more successful getting more things done that have benefited more Americans of every demographic group. Then all three of them combined in 125 years. So that's what's at stake, including freedom uh, in this election in 126 days, including, let's see, uh, American borders and sovereignty, your taxes, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, you know, trade uh, deals, uh, foreign policy, appeasement versus peace through strength. Um, It's all on the line. The new Green Deal versus free market capitalism energy dependence or energy well independence it's all out there and that you know hannity.com i laid it all out if you want to go to you know 35 days the book comes out but you look at the years of of failure combined it's it's repulsive it is it is just an abject failure 125 years of failure melanie texas hey melanie how are you
7: I'm. I am great. How are you doing? <laughs>
0: I'm good, thank you. I'm trying hard, working hard every day.
7: Uh, you, you do a very good job. I'm a huge fan. But I'm kind of. I want to kind of shift gears a little bit. We've been kind of making fun of him, but I kind of feel sorry for him because at the very end of his uh, press conference today, he alluded to the fact that, hey, I am going to get in trouble. If I don't get off this stage, he said it a couple of times. I mean, I'm almost like, is this a cry out for help? I mean, somebody should get like adult protective services for this guy. Uh, look,
0: the American people are smart. You know, we make mistakes. We get caught up in moments. Um, you know, America has this bewildering to me, but yet fascinating consistent flirtation with socialism and failure that keeps popping up every so often socialism is a failed ideology I have a whole chapter in the book socialism a history of failure it never works never will work the new green deal will fail and all you need is an abacus you don't even joe knows what an abacus is most of us would use a calculator joe might use the abacus he's that old and that frail and I'm sorry, but it is scary watching this guy to me speak, because you're just like, oh no, when's 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 he gonna descend? The level of digressing, the uh 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 uh, you know, throughout the entire press conference, and you can tell. I mean, it's taken every ounce of energy this guy has to keep it just mildly together, and he can't do it. I'm telling you, it's a disaster, and it'll reveal itself. He, you can't. You know, one thing I've said, Melanie, throughout the years, if you do three hours of radio and you do an hour of TV and you're phony, people will pick up a phony. Does that
7: make sense? Absolutely. And, and like I said, he's obviously answering to somebody, but a lot of people just don't seem to get that. And a lot of
0: people don't like, seem to get it. That's correct. For curious. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it is to me. Um, it's scary. I think you're right. Anyway, what do you think happens? Do you have a feeling?
7: I uh, I don't have a feeling. I'm I'm terrified if Trump doesn't win. I I really am. I'm I'm terrified in the direction that we're going to go, if if Biden wins.
0: Uh, so am I. And you know, it's not even for me. It's for my kids, my grandkids. If I ever have grandkids, if I ever meet grandkids, you know, I I don't really care about me anymore. I've lived the best life way way beyond my wildest dreams. But I want everyone else to have the shot that this college dropout. Uh, waiter, bartender, dishwasher, paperboy, contractor, you know, 20 years of my life had as well. And, you know, um, it's possible. Safe and secure neighborhoods and education. That's the answer. Melanie, thank you. Derek, Pennsylvania. We will be watching Pennsylvania very closely in 126 days. I can tell you that. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you?
11: Um, not too bad. So I'm the type of guy that likes to... Uh, look at worst case scenario, you know, just in case, you know, possibly prepare for what could possibly come. And it's terrifying. What if the Democrats win this? You know, what, what, what are we going to do? What, you know, what is this country seriously going to do? It's how long will it take before total chaos?
0: It won't take long. I'll make a prediction. All my prediction Let's let's sure. take your worst case scenario, which I don't even want to. I, I don't like to go there, but I'll do it for, for the sake of going there. Now, there are polls out today that show the president's up in Wisconsin. I've seen it, Other polls that nobody else has seen. And I can tell you the mob is lying like they usually do. These polls are are literally stacked all pro Democrat, more Democratic uh, registered voters, not likely voters. We will go through that with our pollsters every week as all throughout the election. But let's say. If you say Joe Biden wins, the mob is successful. They gleefully welcome the ever, uh, let's say, slow and weak Joe Biden into office. What's going to happen is he is going to do everything that the radical extreme Democratic Party says they're going to do. That's the answer. Now, what does that mean for we the people? Well, my experience in radio and TV, I think there's going to be a period of time where part of the population conservative you know they're gonna disengage who's gonna say the hell with this uh, I could tell you predictably ratings usually go down when Romney lost ratings went down for a while um, but guess what happened um, for example when McCain lost by April of 2009 people saw what was coming and Obamacare and that was the beginning of the Tea Party movement that Tea Party movement, Well, that resulted in the the biggest midterm victory in uh, I can't even tell you how many years. So eventually, the Americans that might be disappointed, they're going to come back to try and save their country. That's what's going to happen. And me, I'll be stuck here, you know, for a few months sucking up maybe lower ratings than I like. And uh, but fighting for the country I love proudly. I'm never giving up on this country. We can't give up on this country the mer- America, the world is on the brink here. I love the country too much. There's been too much bloodshed, too much sacrifice. Uh, you know, blood, tile, tears, and sweat that have been, you know, that have that has given and created the greatest country God gave man. It's worth fighting for. And I'm not talking about a physical fight. This is an ideological war that's going on. You have the left that would take us to the socialist green New Deal phony you know, utopia that that will never, ever, ever, ever be fulfilled. And you're going to need some voices to stand against it until either they come and kill me or they run me off the air. I'll keep fighting. There's my answer.
11: You probably don't like it. I absolutely love it because you didn't say you're going to leave the country. You didn't say, oh, think about moving Thank you, because you're right. It absolutely is willing to stay and fight for it and live through whatever hell might come of it. But you're right; it is absolutely worth staying and fighting for. It. And I Listen, let me to tell
0: to you, it. it hasn't been easy. To, I'm not. I, I'm not a whiner, but I'm just going to tell no, you I, when, you're, you're, when your when your private you're text true. messages are released uh because of Paul manafort's judge and they don't respect my privacy when you have 302s because Muller and his his witch hunters are asking questions about Sean Hannity 45 pages worth of 302s and that's been released publicly uh y- not exactly where I ever thought I'd be in my life but you know what I've been given everything just by be- just by living here and standing on the shoulders of my four grandparents from Ireland and my parents that grew up dirt poor. And I'm, the you know, I I owe it to my kids and your kids to fight as hard as I can. And I will. All right, that's going to wrap things up uh, for today. Ah, oh, the invisible ghost. He speaks and he's on a hairline trigger. Full coverage of that tonight. Eric Trump, also now a controversy over Mount Rushmore. Governor Christy Nome Lindsey Graham, Ron DeSantis, Mark Cuban, Dan Springer. Wow, wait till you hear what happened to him. Uh, as he was being confronted uh, by a hostile uh, crowd of anarchists. And it's all happening 9 Eastern, Fox News. See you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.